Thanks for joining us for another Family Life Today program brought to you Monday to Friday by Power to Change. I'm sure you'll hear something today that could give you a fresh perspective on your marriage or family situation. Be encouraged as we join Dave and Ann Wilson. I know you. You're so smart and you're such a woman of scripture. You'll know this. Mm -hmm. List the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, Paul says, you know, when we're in Christ, we have... Not fruits, fruit. And there's Do I get many? a reward? There's Do I nine. get a reward if Let's I see. answer right? Love. Wait, are you looking at something? No. You're looking at no, your Bible. I'm not looking uh. at anything. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Wow. That's impressive. That is Thank really impressive. You. Thank you. Why are you asking? Well, I mean, you just heard Jessica Thompson's <laughs> over there. She, she just gave you a high five because she wrote a book on the fruit of the spirit. Jessica, welcome back to Family Life Today. I am so happy to be with you guys. It is like coming home. We coming love home? having you. Well, yeah. I mean, I was here one of your guys' first week yes. of taking over the hosting world. It was a memorable show. week. Yeah. We've had your mom, Elise yeah. Fitzpatrick, yeah. on before. So whenever we can have any of you on, we love being oh, with you. And you guys have a family podcast. We do, which we all say we don't recommend, right? <laughs> Every single one of us will say we don't recommend. But if you someday need to like laugh and think, oh, Christians can be real people and silly and ridiculous. Is it just uh, you guys talking? What is it? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So it's me and my dad and my mom and my younger brother. And we try to talk about like just what's going on in our lives and in the world. And then we recommend some things. And at the very end of the podcast, we end with a good word, with a short devotional, so that everybody remembers that we're Christians. Because (laughs) during the podcast, you might forget. (laughs) (laughs) So at the very end, we we give a short word and and leave people with some hope. Mm. So it is really the idea is that you're sitting with our family on a front porch. It's called the front porch. Front porch with the Fitzes. All right. Where you're sitting with us. And what we've heard from so many people, is like, oh, it's so cool to see families interact Mm. in a healthy, fun, sometimes we get mad at each other, we (laughs) resolve it on the podcast, sometimes we don't resolve it on the podcast, Uh, but to see families interact in a real way. You're also on The Art of Parenting, which you're kind of a favorite for everyone, because they've seen you, and they may even recognize your voice on The Art of Parenting. But today, you've written, we're going to talk about your book, How God Loves Us, and the subtitle is 40 Days to discovering his character in the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. So that's where the fruit of the Spirit yeah, comes Yeah, and so in. one of the reasons that I asked Anne if she knew the fruit yeah. is you left one out. I did. And we have we to We are all you. wondering. Yeah. Like, what happened to the last one? Self-control. Yeah, self-control. So here's the question. Does God have to display self-control? When I think of self-control, it's like having to restrain some wrong desire that I have. Right. But does God have any desires that need to be controlled? Mm. That's the question, and I'm not smart enough to answer it, (laughs) so I just left it out. (laughs) But the more I've talked to people, the more interesting it is, like, hearing, oh, well, does God actually use self-control when he doesn't just destroy the earth today Mm. because of the sin and et cetera? Is that a way of using self-control? His desire is holy, so he's not using self-control in the way that we use self-control, which mm. is to restrain an ungodly desire. All of his desires are godly, obviously, by definition. So that's why I didn't write on self-control. What do you guys think? Well, that was the question, you know, when it came up. It's, and and you just highlighted something that you say early in the book, which is 
these fruit and I and it's obvious, but I've never thought the way you said it. These fruit are what we can experience in the fruit of the spirit, but they are the fruit of God. He right. has all these fruits. So that's why you're saying self-control is one that seems like he doesn't need to exercise. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know the answer. There are people much smarter than I that would have an opinion on this. But I got to the end of thinking about it and was like, I don't know if I really have an opinion. So then I didn't write about it. But, but why, why this topic, Jessica? What brought yeah. this out? I was talking to my friend at the publishing house who asked me to write. And I write about this. I'm, I'm very honest about this in the book. This book comes out of a very difficult part of my life, probably the most difficult um, years of my life that I've ever experienced. And so in not just COVID, which everybody experienced and was difficult for everybody, but add on there a, a few other circumstances that were so difficult. And so my friend was talking to me about writing a book, and I was like, I have nothing to say. All of the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit was mm-hmm. where I was living. So she was like, just write a devotional. Write about write about what your heart's about. If you could tell everybody one thing, what would it be? And I just said, I mean, my heart is always to tell everybody that they're loved because of what Christ has done. You're eternally loved. Now, as far as the fruit of the Spirit idea came up, I was talking to her when the book came out, and I said to her, hey, how did we come up with writing on the fruit of the Spirit? Was that your idea or was that mine? And she said, no, I didn't come up with it. You did. I have no idea where it came from. Hmm. So I think the Holy Spirit dropped this in my mind. I don't remember having the idea. I don't remember how it came about. I don't remember any of that. Feels a little miraculous to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like the older I get, the less I remember. Same. And so it sounds like that. I don't remember half the things why whatever happened, but I do love how you started the book. I yeah. think you called it Whose Fruit yeah, Is It Anyway? Yeah. And I feel like in 30 years of pastoral ministry, mm-hmm. a lot of people that like would even come to Christ at our church mm-hmm. and we would baptize and celebrate this incredible moment. Six months, 18 months, two years later, they're, they've left the faith. They're they, discouraged. They've not only left our church, they've just given up. Right. And I think they tried really hard mm-hmm. for six months or eight months or nine months. Yeah. And like, I'm going to do this Christian yeah. life thing. And they gave up because it didn't work. And right. you started at the beginning talking about the fruit of the Spirit is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, not our fruit. Right. Let's talk about that a little bit because yeah. I'm like... I think that's a pretty common experience for most Christ followers. Especially for us that are doers. Yes. Like I'm thinking, I'm I'm gonna display love yeah. and joy. I'm gonna be joyful. You watch. <laughs> you know, so I'm gonna kind of grunt it out. Yeah. And you're saying, uh uh-uh. uh. Right. So this is the problem from the beginning of time that we wanna prove ourselves. <laughs> that we want to find a way outside of God to make ourselves look righteous, to make ourselves look like we're okay. So when I use that word righteousness, um, like our okayness with God, even our when we look at ourselves, we think, oh, I'm a, I'm a pretty good person. So this is from the beginning of time. We want to find a way to be like God without actually submitting to God mm-hmm. and to his work in our lives. And so with the fruit of the Spirit, This is just another one of these things that we've taken as the church, and we've completely left out that whole part about it being the fruit of the Spirit, and we have made it into a checklist of fruit to see if you're really a Christian. Mm. So are you displaying love? Are you patient? Are you kind? Do you have self-control? All of these things. We've taken the joy 
hmm. out of any of these things, and we've made it into this drudgery of a checklist. And quite honestly, when I go down the fruit of the Spirit and ask myself which one of those I'm displaying, it is going to lead me to one of a couple places. I'm either going to look at a couple of them or, you know, if I can say I'm doing okay at the majority of them, I'm going to be like, I'm an amazing person. <laughs> Look at how wonderful I am. Do you guys like my singing? That's yeah, pretty good. I like I'm thinking call. about how going into a recording. Uh, I got a recording guitar artist. here. You want to you play something <laughs> <Let's> down? <jam. laughs> no. <laughs> so we go there, right? I'm an amazing person. Look at how joyful I was today or loving. I didn't yell at the person at the four-way stop who didn't go when it was their turn or who went out of turn. I displayed patience. So we go there or we swing to this other side and say, I will never be these things. Mm. I am not kind. Or have you ever had your kids say this? Mom, why are you so nice to strangers? Yes. Why aren't you as nice to us as you are to (laughs) strangers? So like you're screaming at your kid, your phone rings, you pick it up, you're like, hello. (laughs) You know, after you've just been like, what are you doing? Yes. Okay. So I will either swing to being proud and thinking I'm amazing or I'll swing over to being depressed and thinking that I am just trash of a human being. When I take the fruit of the spirit and make it into a checklist, I will swing to one of those two things. And either one of those things is having my eyes on myself Mm. and my performance instead of looking at the beauty of this which is God has loved us and displayed the fruit of the Spirit towards us in his kindness, in his love, and the way he rejoices over us. And the more I think about him, the more I eyes off of myself and I think about him, the more my heart is drawn to being patient and to being kind and to being loving because of what he's done to me and for me. So we've taken this beautiful list And we've turned it into a drudgery of a checklist of the things that we need to do in order to make ourselves the fruit of trying harder, right? Like instead Mm -hmm. of the fruit of the spirit, we've changed it into the fruit of trying harder. We change it into this list of things that I need to do in order to become okay with God. And the beautiful news is I'm already okay with God Mm -hmm. because of the work of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Jessica, take me back to as you started writing this. You, yeah. You're not even sure, like, how did I do this again? Yeah. So you start studying. Yeah. You start writing. Yeah. Like, what was going on in your mind? Yeah. Like, was it different from anything you had done before as you've read this scripture? Well, yes, because <laughs> honestly, what a beautiful kindness it was of God to give me this to write during the, this time of my life. But like I said, things were really difficult. Because in a way, it forced me to look at all of the beauty that's being displayed, all of the love that I am receiving instead of looking at, you know, everything else. Which is so interesting because you could have gone and looked at this checklist mm-hmm. and been in this pit anyway. Yes. But instead, like you looked at, pile. yeah, yes. you're looking at the face of God and seeing right. how he displayed this yeah. over you. It's been beautiful. I mean, I don't know how to tell you how healing and revolutionary it was for me to look at him and think through each of these things and to think, how has God loved me? How has he been patient with me? And not in a self-condemning way, right? Like, how could he love me? Mm. Um, which sometimes I do think that. <laughs> but at the same time, think this is just his character. This is just who he is at his very core. He is a kind God. He is a loving God. He is a patient God. And to think that this is who he is, this is his makeup, his genetic makeup in essence, right? This is the makeup of who our God is. It has been one of the most beautiful writing experiences 
and it felt easy because it was just so like it wrote itself for me in a sense because of how beautiful it was the way that I was able to see his great love for me. Has it been healing? Oh, so healing. That's really what I've been hearing from people as they've read this. I have heard from people who have not been going to church for a long time due to COVID or during COVID. We're just like, I maybe don't even need church anymore. People who've been hurt by the church. I've heard from so many people who've read this that are in that situation that have said to me, this book was tender enough for me when my heart has been broken, Hmm. you know, by the church, by circumstances, whatever. Um, That was my hope, really, when I wrote it, that it would be a tender, delightful Hmm. book to read. I think a lot of Christian books are necessary, Hmm. but... Not um, always tender. Not always tender. (laughs) Yeah, I thought the same thing when I read it. It was very shepherding. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you were feeling as you wrote it, but it feels like, and it's interesting to hear that you were in a really uh, hard time, but it feels very loving and tender. Yeah. So here's my question, and you've already sort of addressed it, but if I'm a person that here's the fruit of the spirit and I feel like I can't live it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not tried. Yeah. I'm a husband. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm just like, my home doesn't feel like that because of me. Mm -hmm. What do you say to them to help them get out of that pit? That right where you are in your anger, in your impatience, in your lack of self-control, right where you are, you are eternally loved. Hmm. That even in this, God is rejoicing over you with singing. That even in the dark pit that you're in, he's continuing to display patience towards you. I don't think that the motivation to change, it doesn't last when it comes from, I'm going to improve myself. Because we either fail or we, you know, think we succeed. And as soon as we think we succeed, as soon as I think I'm becoming a more joyful person, then I'm prideful Mm -hmm. and look down on everybody else who can't be as joyful as I am. Look at how happy I am. Why can't you be like me? And then we're done. Okay. So I would encourage that person that is thinking my house, my life, my relationships don't look like the fruit of the spirit. I would say, take some time to think about how God has displayed the fruit of the spirit towards you. Take some time to just sit in his great love for you. And he knows you, Hmm. right? Like you're not fooling him when you can act joyful for 10 days. He knows what's at the very core of your heart. So to sit in and to reflect upon just take space to remember how loved you are. I don't think we do that enough as Christians. I would also add this, though, because when you answered that way, look at how you are loved, mm-hmm. which is so good and so true. I thought, oh, that's interesting. You're looking at yourself, mm. but you're looking at yourself in a different way. Right. Because you're saying you're looking at you're going vertical, but you're also going horizontal. Say mm-hmm. the reason I'm looking at myself, not in a I need to improve myself way, mm-hmm. but I am loved way mm-hmm. is a different way to look at yourself. It's identity. And you're saying start there. Oh, that is sure. not what most people would say. We love because we were first loved. So his love is the genesis. It's the beginning of love in our hearts. So the more we look at the way that he has loved, the more we look at the way he's been patient, all right, that whole thought that as we behold, we become. That whole thought, 
is what I'm trying to get at here. Are the fruit of the Spirit important to display in your life? Yeah. Mm. Like, we don't want a bunch of sad, angry Christians running around. Oh, we don't have those, do we? (laughs) None of those. (laughs) There's so much I want to say, but I'm not going to say it. Um, We don't want that. We want to be people who look like who we love. Mm. And you Mm. know how it is, like, when you're married or when you are best friends with someone, the more you're around them, the more you, like, dress like them and talk like them. You have the same mannerisms. So the thought is, the hope is, and what I believe this book does is the more you look at him, the more you begin to walk like him and talk like him, the more you look at uh, how can I display patience the way that it has been displayed towards me. It's not just, oh, this I'm loved and so that makes everything okay. It's like I'm loved, but that's because of his character. That's because of who he is, not because of who I am. There's so much freedom in that, you guys, Mm. because if I think that I have to earn God's love, oh, I'm going to be an angry, depressed Christian or I'm going to be the opposite. I'm going to be a prideful, angry Christian. (laughs) But if I can sit in how he's already loved me because of who he is and I'm free from trying to prove myself to him, oh, there's so much beauty and rest and freedom there. Hmm. How has that impacted you Yeah. in the last couple of years? You mentioned it's been hard, mm-hmm. and yet you're spending time writing a 40-day devotional, yeah. and it's about looking at the face of Jesus. Yeah. Have you felt loved? Yeah. Well, and I think part of what's been so hard is the last few years, I've had to give up the things that I found my righteousness in, the things that I thought, I'm pulling this off. I'm doing pretty good. I've had to give those things up. And when you give those things up and you say, really, all I have is Christ, Mm. all I have is his love for me, and you feel that in a deep, deep, soul-crushing and wrenching and beautifying way, Mm. (laughs) when it really is all you have, you come to know how truly loved you really are. Uh, It has been the only thing that has sustained me. I know one of our sons said, Jesus is enough. Mm. But if Jesus is enough, I don't think I know him well enough. Mm. That's good. Because it's like, often it doesn't feel like he is, Mm. but it's truly because he is. We Mm. just, I think he was right. It was like, I felt like, well, I don't know if I do. Mm. You know, when you really, like you just said, when you really get a a glimpse of the love of God through Mm. Christ, he is enough. Mm -hmm. But we just often don't ever... We think we need to add to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that quote. And you just said it. As we behold the beauty of the Lord, Mm. we will be changed. Mm -hmm. And these things are good, like going to church, Mm. being in a Bible study, having Mm -hmm. a small group. Like all those things are good. Mm -hmm. But the thing you're saying that really changes us is beholding the face of God. Yeah. And the work of the Holy Spirit to come and tell us, in a sense, whisper to us over and over again, This isn't too good to be true. Mm. This is real. Mm. So the Holy Spirit is Jesus' PR agent in a sense, right? Like, God, is this good? Like, he comes and he tells us this over and over again. God, is this good? Jesus, is that loving? You are forgiven. And as that infiltrates more and more of our lives, we we turn into uh, more of what he desires for us to walk in wholeness. But then the really good news is, you guys, even on the days that I am impatient and the days that I don't care how patient God's been to me, 
And there are those days on the days that I don't care if God loves me. Even on those days, his love continues to pursue me. His kindness and his goodness pursue me all the days of my life. Yeah, what you're saying goes along with 1 John 3, 2, Mm. which says, we know that when he appears, we shall be Mm. like him Mm. because we shall see him as he Mm. is. And Mm. it's exactly what you're saying. So, Jessica, as we close, give us an application. Yeah. I got one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It takes 40 days. (laughs) And look into the face of God. That's a great application. Well, we've got a a tool for you, how God loves us. But no, when you were saying that, I thought that it takes a month plus, Mm -hmm. but you need to be diligent to say, I'm going to, for every day, for the next 40 days, I'm going to really look at the face of God and hopefully experience that. That's one application. I gave you your answer. but Yeah. But even if you don't buy the book, every time you think, oh, I should be a more patient person or, or I should be a more loving person, and those things might very well be true. <laughs> but every time you go to that thought, instead of staying there, try to think of a way that God's been patient towards you or loving towards you or shown his goodness and kindness towards you Hmm. so that you're not stuck in this sort of spiral of, man, I need to do better. Why don't I do better? I'm a mess. Why doesn't everybody else do better? They should do better too. If I was surrounded by kind people, I would be a kind person. I'm sure of it. Right? So it never ends with this self sort of like, then you start condemning everybody else too, you know? (laughs) So I would say every time you're, you go to that thought, take a minute and thank God for his kindness and his love towards you. We want to thank Dave and Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families, the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. We hope you've been encouraged by what you've heard and we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at radio at powertochange.org.au. Our website is families.powertochange.org.au where you can check out articles and many other resources on marriage and family well-being. We hope you can join us tomorrow at the same time for another Family Life Today.